Hey guys, welcome to the Natural Born Killers episode of the podcast! Uh, I decided to do this movie for this podcast because I feel like it technically counts as a Quentin Tarantino movie. It wasn't directed by him, but it was written by him, and the whole point is the idea of the movie, and without writing, there is no movie. So, uh, we'll just we'll just say that this is the Tarantino movie of the podcast, because I don't really feel like doing any other Quentin Tarantino movie. No offense to, uh, the other ones. Um, so, what's this movie about? Well, uh, it's about this, uh, this couple, Mickey and Mallory. They're serial killers. Uh, they've been happily married for three weeks, and they've known each other for one. <laughs> Uh, it takes place in, like, New Mexico, Texas area, somewhere down there, down south. Um, and they're pretty much just two crazy, freaky people that happen to meet each other. So, we'll talk about that. We'll, 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 we'll go, we'll start at the start of the movie. Alright, so, the movie starts with our two lovebirds, and they're in a diner. And Mickey's ordering key lime pie, and Mallory's over at the jukebox. And a bunch of truckers come in. And, uh, they decide that it is high noon, and it is time to shoot up the diner. So they do just that. Um, after that, we get a cut straight to, uh, Mallory's home life and how they met. So we see just Mallory at home with her lovely uh, mother and father. And it's in the style of, like, a 50s sitcom, but it's in color. Uh, there's a lot of black and white in this movie, actually. Not, like cruddy, lame black and white, but just, like, proving a point black and white, I guess, if that's what you'd call it. I don't know. So, uh, we got a little sitcom family moment going on, and, uh, Mallory says that she's going out, and her father says, no, the hell you aren't. And, uh, her father is pretty gross. There's a pretty nasty scene of him, uh, grabbing her funny. So, if you're not into, uh, watching people do that to their kids, you probably won't like this movie, because it happens once or twice. So, uh, skipping past that, uh, Mickey comes in, her beloved, her savior, um, and we see Mickey, uh, delivering the meat to their house, because I guess he's a butcher. I don't know how much truth there is to this opening cutscene, uh, but that's how they meet, apparently, and he saves her, and she saves him from his boring butcher life, uh, and they decide to kill her parents, so they do just that. And after a week of being in love with each other, they storm into the house, and they drown her father in a fish tank, and they burn her mother alive while she's sleeping. So, great start to a great movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. From there, our two lovebirds go on a little killing spree, and they decide to get married. You know, they decide to uh, tie the knot and get hitched after, like, two weeks, maybe, of knowing each other. So that's uh, good for them, you know? Um... This movie's very artistic in its, uh, in its dealings with, uh, dark subjects, I guess. I feel like it's more of, like, an art project than a, than a movie. I, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll go to the next part of the movie after the intro, when Mickey and Mallory are married and in love. Um, they go on a road trip, because that's what they do, they just drive around and kill people. Um... When they go on killing sprees, they decide to leave one person alive to tell the story. And it's because they are sick in the head and they want people to know about it. They want people to know what they did here. So this guy, uh, played by Robert Downey Jr., uh, his name is Wayne Gale, I think. He's an Australian news reporter. He's like a media person. And he has like a 
like a special on TV about serial killers, and he decides to do an episode on Mickey and Mallory, and everybody loves these guys for some reason. Uh, so, yeah, he starts romanticizing and publicizing the murders. Uh, everybody's eating it up, you know, crazy murders, crazy stuff to watch on TV, it's not like anything better's happening, you know, it's 1994 or whenever this movie came out, somewhere around them. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I say uh, a lot, don't I? <laughs> okay. Alright, anyway. Uh, so, the movie continues. Uh, our lovebirds are driving around in a car, going on a killing spree, as I said. And they decide to stop at a motel, because they want to have their honeymoon, I guess you'd call it. I don't know, man. This is a high school project. I can't go into specifics, but you know what I'm trying to say. So, uh, they're going at it. There's a hostage. She's watching. <laughs> and in the window, while they're, uh, doing it, there's crazy visuals. Like, like I'm talking, like, like there's, like clips of Hitler's speeches playing in the window while they're, like, doing it, and then Scarface is playing on TV for some reason. But I just think all this, like, gore and symbolism and, like, sex on TV and violence and all this, you know, Hitler, I feel like if those speeches weren't, like, televised, it's just... It, it goes on later in the movie, because Mickey's televised and he gives the little speech. I just think that giving killers a platform gives them a fan base. You know what I'm saying? Okay, anyway, alright, moving on. The movie. So, they're doing it at this motel, and, uh, Mickey's like, Hey, why don't we bring the hostage into this? And Mallory's like, Uh, screw you, what is wrong with you? And she decides to run off. Uh, that was a good three weeks. Anyway. So, uh, she runs off, and she decides to do the same thing. And she goes off to a gas station, she meets another partner. And she kills him. Uh, and then he kills the hostage back at the motel. And then they're like, oh, I'm so in love with you. I'm so sorry. And then they get back together because that's what they do. And they move on. And they keep going on their little killing sprees. And then they run out of gas. So they decide to stop. And she has a meltdown on him because he cheated on her. And uh, that's, that's kind of it for that scene, I guess. I don't know. It's not really important. But it's important where they're going. Uh, they go to this Native American like hut. Uh, with this guy, and he's super old, super wise, he's chill, chill as hell, he don't care, and, uh, his son or grandson is there, he's also chill, and he decides to take Mickey and Mallory in, because, you know, they need gas, and, um, during the night, uh, Mickey has a really bad dream about his dad blowing his brains out, because his dad blew his brains out in front of him when he was a kid, and, uh, he kills the Native American guy, and the Native American guy, as he's choking and dying, says that he saw the demon coming 20 years ago, and I guess that was Mickey. And Mickey says that he's right about being a demon, and he's, like, having this whole speech. And Mallory's like, you just killed a man. Like, for real. He, he like, fed us and helped us. What is wrong with you? Hey, guys, guess what? You know what happened? You know what happened? Uh, my computer decided to restart mid-recording. So, uh, I'm back now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here. So, yeah, technical difficulties, but I'm back. So, where did I leave off? Native American guy gets killed, Mallory's having a meltdown, and, uh, she runs off, and, uh, Mickey finds gas, so that's good, I guess, they got what they came for, and, uh, Mallory gets bit by a rattlesnake, so then Mickey's like, what the hell, and then he dives down, and he also gets bit by a rattlesnake, so now they're both bit by rattlesnakes, but they have gas, so they drive to the nearest pharmacy, which is like a humongous grocery store, and they go in, and Mickey is on TV, 
and he's like killing because you know that guy's having a show about it Wayne Gale or whatever and Mickey goes up to the counter and the guy sees him and he's like holy crap it's the guy on TV so the guy is like scared and like about to call the cops and then Mickey decides to like you know shoot him and do what he does you know kill and the detectives and the cops show up and there's one detective I think his name is Skagnetti that's his last name I don't know detective Skagnetti I think I uh, just remember it because it was really stupid and uh, this guy he's just as bad as them if not crazier for some reason because I feel like the thing about Mickey and Mallory is the way that they kill is like almost like instinctual and like Wayne and uh, the detective when they end up snapping it's just like actually sick like Mickey and Mallory are sick in the head don't get me wrong but like they're doing it for fun these guys are just like not right and they need like an outlet like, you know how, like, rich white people that are famous, like, play golf or, like, bowl or something, something lame? It's like that for the- I don't know. I just think it's sick. But anyway. So, uh, Mickey and Mallory get caught. They go to jail. And then they spend a year apart, I think? I don't know. It's kind of not clarified, but, like, it is. I couldn't really pick it up. And, uh, Mickey gets interviewed by this, like, shrink on TV. And... The guy goes on to say, like, hey, these guys aren't crazy, they just don't give a damn. And I have the exact quote in here somewhere. Uh, where is it? It's, uh, yeah, it says, the country is numb with violence, they know the difference between right and wrong, they just don't give a damn. And it's just so crazy how this movie itself caused so much violence. And, like, even other, like, Tarantino movies and just, like, gory movies that, like, you know, like, man movies, I guess. I don't really know how else to explain it other than, like, 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 movies that are douchey when you watch them. Like, Fight Club is a good movie, and, like, obviously I did an episode on it, but I feel like the Fight Club fan base, there's the good ones, and then there's the people that, like, take it like religion. Like, like, it's like Durdenism, you know? Like, people watch that movie, and they think they're, they're Tyler Durden, they think they're some big hot shot, and they're, you know, big stuff, but, like, I feel like when people watch this movie, it's like the same thing. Like, people think, like, if I'm a serial killer, I'll be cool. Like, no. <laughs> no, buddy. You won't. But, anyway. Moving on. So, he gets interviewed by the shrink. And he gets interviewed again, like, a day later by that Wayne Gale guy. And he's like, so, what do you think about killing? What's your whole motive? And then, uh, Mickey's all like, Shit, man, I'm just a natural-born killer. And then Wayne's all like, ha, He said it! He said the thing! It's the title of the movie! And, uh, yeah, that's that. But he goes on this whole tangent. And like I was saying earlier about, like, Hitler's speech or whatever, this is where that comes back. He's having, like, this whole speech, uh, speech about, like, natural selection and, like, the natural order and humans and how what he's doing with the media is no better than what he's doing and that he's killing people by broadcasting and, I, I don't know, whatever. And then there's, like, a bunch of cuts and clips of, like, uh, Wayne with devil horns spitting out blood and, like, you know, just, like, 90s commercials and, like, news and stuff. There's, like, a clip of the Coca-Cola bear in there, like, twice, actually. So, if you're a fan of the Coca-Cola bear, this movie's for you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but he, uh, this is being broadcasted live to the prison cafeteria, and they're all watching this, and they're like, holy schmoly, that sounds awesome. So then they all start killing and, like, rioting and stuff, and that gives Mickey a chance to escape. 
So he holds everybody in the room hostage, and he kills a couple people. And he's like, "All right, we're going to go find, we're going to go find Mallory, everybody." And it's like a little class field trip. And the uh, news reporters get their cameras and they broadcast it live. And they get to Mallory's cell, and Mallory's in the cell with Detective Scagnetti, and Scagnetti's trying to get in her drawers, and she's not having it. So she tries to kill him, and fails. And then Mickey shows up, and they're at gunpoint, they're at like a draw, and Skagnetti says that he won't shoot him, and then Mickey says that he won't shoot him, and he should shoot Mickey. Um, so Skagnetti gets stabbed behind, like, in the neck by Mallory, and it's just like a whole thing, and then it turns out that Mickey didn't even have bullets in his gun, so that's, uh, that's something, but that's the end of Skagnetti, so that's one, uh rich white guy down in the movie, I guess. Um, yeah, so, movie goes on, riots continuing, now Mickey and Mallory are back together, and Wayne Gale, the, uh, reporter guy, starts going crazy, and he's like, this is the first time in my life that I feel alive! I'm alive right now! So then he calls his girlfriend, and he's like, I'm leaving you. And then he decides to start going on a killing spree, so he starts killing. And he's having the time of his life before he realizes that these people are still cold-blooded killers and they're not his friend. And he's not their friend. So they finally get out of the jail and they take him into the woods. And he's like, so where are we going now? What's next? And they were like, oh, there's no we. And he's like, what? And they're like, no, 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 there's no we. So they kill him. And then the movie ends with Mickey and Mallory in a camper van with four kids. So, Yeah. It's once again one of those scenes, like the uh, the sitcom at the beginning, where you can't really tell if it's like real or not because it's so bright and like cheerful and unrealistic. You don't really know if that's what happens, but yeah, they get their little uh, happy ending. Um, but in between all that, there's like flashing stuff on the screen, like you know, not subliminal message, but you know what I mean, like like super fast, like scary stuff. There's like gore. There's an animation segment that always plays. And it's, like, Mallory is a cat, and she's, like, clawing up some dude. And it's, like, kind of cool. And then there's one with, uh, Mickey, and he's, like, some big dude with, like, sunglasses. He's, like, crazy buff, and he's, like, running and, like, killing. But it's just, like, a media cluster. I can't say the word, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's just, like, like a big compilation. They were, like, how many different art forms can we fit in one movie? Like, they got, like, black and white. They got animation. They got, like color filters, it's just like nuts. But they also use projectors in the movie, which is really interesting. They have this scene where uh, Mickey and Mallory are just standing in that Native American guy's hut, and it says on her chest, I think it says like, uh, love, and then on him it says demon or something. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it says Mickey says demon, and across both of their chests it says too much TV. So, it's just kind of like, it's almost like an anti-message, you know? Like, they make this movie and make them look cool, and they paint them as, like, gods. But, like, the guy that directed the movie really knows that they, like, aren't shit, you know? I just... It's hard to analyze a movie like this, because obviously the killers are in the wrong, but, like, also the media are in the wrong, too. And, like, the killers kind of have a point. Like, it's kind of like when you're watching a movie, and, like, the villain's kind of right, but, like, he's the villain. You know, like, you can't agree with him, but, like, he's kind of got a point. It's like the killers, like, when they're saying, like, without them, like, there's always going to be natural order, there's always going to be somebody killing somebody else, you know, it's just like, like, they're not wrong, it is nature, like, 
animals kill animals, but like, that doesn't justify it. But giving them a platform to say it, all that isn't really great either. So the media just kind of like, they, they knowingly but unknowingly help these people. It's almost like they're buddies, you know, like hand in hand. Like, people who run cults and stuff, it's like that. Like, you get like a cult following, that's why they call it that, because it's just like... Some people just don't deserve to be televised, I guess. You know, I could probably relate this to something, uh, recent and political, but I won't. But all I'm saying is, uh, former presidents kind of have that influence, you know, on TV and whatnot. But I'll leave it at that. So, anyway, uh, let's get to the next segment of the podcast, because the summary's gone on too long. Uh, my thoughts on the movie. I think it's kind of a kind of a dump of art. It's kind of just like how artsy could we get with it. But it's also like really impactful. And the message is like definitely there. I just feel like the portrayal of it, you have to be kind of smart and you have to be looking to be able to know that it's like the opposite of what it's saying. But like some dingbats watch this movie and they're like, oh my god, natural born killer. Oh, I kill. I'm a killer. You know, I feel like not everyone should watch this movie. Like, if you're gullible and have violent thoughts and are not right in the head, you probably shouldn't watch this movie. Um, just cause, you know, uh, you're easily influenced. But that's the thing about, like, 90s movies. I feel like it was so much different back then because not everybody was an idiot. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like it, it was, it was crazy for its time, but... As time goes on, some things just don't age well, and I feel like this movie is one of those things that didn't really age well, but it did in a way because we're still having that problem today, especially with cell phones and social media. Killers have a platform even before they start killing. Like like that kid in Florida or whatever, he was a kid, he probably had social media. I don't know because I don't look into it, but like, what I'm saying is like, people who kill people have like an online presence now. They can preach to their own little online societies and their own little chat rooms and stuff, you know? So, my thoughts on the movie are that it could be bad, but if you understand it, then I guess it's a lesson? I don't know. Uh, artistically, though, I think it's awesome and it looks great. Like, the animation segment is really cool. I think the connections and, like, the use of projectors and, like, even clips from other movies, I think it's really cool. I think the soundtrack is awesome. They have Nine Inch Nails, they have L7. Oh, who else did they have on there? Someone else cool, I forget, but the soundtrack is really good if you're into, like, industrial, like, wow-wow kind of music, you know? Uh, I am, so it's pretty cool. That's why I watch the movie, because Nine Inch Nails is on the soundtrack, and I'll watch anything that has Nine Inch Nails on the soundtrack. But, um, yeah, so that was my thoughts, and now we're on to the message. The message of the movie, as I said, is, like, don't give killers a platform, I guess? I wrote it down after I finished the movie in my journal, and I said that the message of the movie is that fame and putting murderers and psychos on pedestals makes for idiot copycats, media demons are just as bad as the murderers. That's what I gathered from the movie immediately after I watched it two days ago. But, um, yeah, I think giving these people a platform really isn't a good idea. And I think that the people who run the media and give these people a platform are almost just as bad and they're almost just as responsible for murderers and copycats and all that because without the because like yeah you have to televise it and everyone's like oh history's gonna repeat itself if if you don't learn it but like I feel like 
when kids learn about the Holocaust in school, if you have the wrong ideologies and like thoughts, like if you're already messed up in the head and then you learn about the Holocaust and you learn about Hitler's ideals and natural selection and whatnot, like all these kids are just going to be like, oh, I want to do that. I'm going to kill, you know, like it's just, it's a very fragile and like temperamental dangerous topic and I'm not getting into it because I don't care. I'm just here to pod my cast, you know, but, uh, yeah, this, this is a more serious podcast today. I hate to say it, because I hate being serious, but, you know, some shit just calls for, uh, heavy-duty, uh, I don't know, man, I, I just work here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the message. I, uh, gave my little spiel, that's that. So, how is it received? Well, um, I'm sure that there were copycats. I don't know how far they got, and I don't know if they succeeded, but, uh, I feel like with every popular movie comes idiots that think they're cool, and they're a movie god and a a movie star, and they think that they can do that too. Um, some people just don't understand that movies are movies, and movies are meant to be watched, not repeated. So, uh, yeah, I'd say the reception of it, though, there's always gonna be people out there... And there's always going to be, like, uh, Al Gore's wife. What was her name? I just did a project on this. I should know. It's some stupid chipper, I think. Tipper? I don't know. Tipper Gore? I I don't know. It's something really stupid. But Al Gore's wife and all that, like, parental advisory. And our kids are watching demonic movies and listening to Satan's music. Like, stuff like that. Like, there's always going to be people out there that are just going to, like, party, poop on the party, ruin everything. But, like, also, like, they're kind of right. But, like, they're not. I just feel like there's so much gray area. And even with this movie, there's just... There's no set area. There's always an in-between. And even the in-between isn't always right. It's just, like... It's up for interpretation, you know? But as I said before, a movie's a movie. It's supposed to be watched. It's entertainment. It's, It's not a handbook. It's not a field guide. You're not supposed to copy it. So if any of you go watch this movie, uh, please don't go on a killing spree with your girlfriend, I guess. I don't know, man. But, yeah, that's the cast. That is the podcast for today. So, uh, pretty heavy stuff. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, next one will hopefully be more lighthearted. I'm planning on doing the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Uh, so, get ready to uncle your Ben. (laughs) I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah. So that's, that's it. I'm ending it. This is the end. See ya!